Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round off the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the, di- and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussions, and even if you do, um, yeah, then like, follow, share and retweet even. And that's right. Twitter with my handle, the marketing Anu, or just join, um, yeah, our LinkedIn group, the PPC chat roundup, just, yeah, make a request. I am welcoming everyone who wants to learn about paid search or if you're on, if you're on Instagram as well, we do have a page there. Um, that's at PPC chat underscore roundup. Um, and on there you can get quotes and snippets from the previous episodes. So today we're led by the very lovely Julie Buccini on the topic of PPC a year plus into COVID. Um, and yeah, what a year and a bit it has been. Um, we spend most of that time in lockdown, figuring out um, the new reality of working from home, which um, has been actually great for me. I've just surrounded myself with lots of greenery and plants inside and outside my house. Um, and it's actually been such a fantastic, um, you know, developments that have been happening especially over the past few weeks as I have recently joined the amazing clicks marketing team and since they are a US based company I am gonna have a have to permanently adjust to a life of remote working and working from home most of the time although I have asked for a little bit of budget to be doing um to be entering going to co-working spaces because I think being around people is important and it it does boost my um my joy joy quota or happiness quota even <laughs> as, as I call myself the happiest happiest marketer um the happiest person in marketing um anyway so but anyway um but today we are going to be talking more about changes that we have seen in our paid search accounts um things that surprised us and things we would like to be done uh, you know to be done with already ASAP so yeah let's get into that so yeah Julie welcome, welcomes out saying hello and thank you for joining me today we'll be talking about where we are in PPC a year plus into COVID we did a chat about COVID and PPC just over a year ago but first how are we all doing and you'll even know yeah we did do a chat about COVID so it'll be interesting to actually listen to that episode a year ago and see what's um, the changes are and um, what are, how our answers are different from this week uh, compared to that one. Gil Gilner joins us saying thanks for hosting PPC Chat. Today's a pretty good day. Rob Brady also joins us today. I'm having a great first week, as I said, um, with Clicks Marketing. So, so many fast and exciting paced projects going on. I pretty much hit the ground sprinting. Um, it was that that was the kind of situation it's been because um, a few of their you know amazing members of staff had to like step down or take breaks and um, yeah so I've been digging deep and just getting my hands dirty with with um, helping with with stuff and getting on client calls and client communication which has been which has been great. Julia Vice replies um, saying hi everyone doing okay I th- um, I think counting down to Friday vaccine day woohoo I also booked my vaccines both the first and second one I've got one coming up end of this week and um the second one's going to be in three months time so that's going to be an interesting wait um anyway julie also shows us uh, a picture of her dog uh maple who also has who has a boyfriend already god she has a 
um, a faster um, love life than than I do. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and the dog turned one yesterday. We've got Green Rope joining as well as Brett Badowski, who says he's doing a solid. Anastasia Sorokina joins us as well. Um, I've got Snap Tech Marketing and Amalia Fowley also joining us as well, as well which is uh, a great today um so yeah i'm gonna get on to question one we've got um julie asking us how have your accounts sorry how have your accounts been impacted by covid does it vary by platform or industry for me it definitely has been varying by um industry i think the biggest impact that i've seen is um any accounts that is more event-based um because yeah the events companies have, have really taken a hit nobody was really allowed to go anywhere so um so anyone that was in in events and we had a we have a client that's in events as well and so they have had a bit of a rough first year um but yeah they're i'm hoping um, for their sake and i imagine that thing the things coming back up i'm hoping that they're going to get more activity coming up again julia vice replies saying that um a1 answering to one generic it definitely varies by industry we're doing a lot more channels there is a lot more interest in investing in a new digital channel but overall budgets are low and supply chain issues are still affecting some of them. Robert Brady replies for e-com, I've seen increased volume as more people shopped online versus in-store. Steve Gibson replies saying some clients were wiped out, just unable to do business. But the company I'm, I'm working for now has grown rapidly. It's only learning. It's online learning or entertainment. Amalia Fowler replies, says some of our home services and home improvement clients did better last year as users directed money to their own homes. Most saw falls related to spend shifts, some um, search volumes or industry shutdowns, i.e. tourism. It definitely varied. Um, then, yeah, Julia Vice continues as well, saying, um, so time is meaningless. After a public health order, we hustle to get new comms live ASAP. Grand programs need clarification and existing um, programs need to manage conversion about services needed. Snaptech Marketing replies saying, in general, volume has fluctuated in results as well. This has been affected both by search volume, external restrictions, and often client budgets. It varies wildly from account to account and comparing year over year and reporting has become a multi-step exercise. Um, Julie Buccini replies saying that it's kind of all over the place for my accounts and those I worked on over the past 14 months. Um, Nava Hopkins replies to question one saying COVID caused one bomb month and then led to explosive growth as brands began to adapt how they speak to their customers and more brands began to test the PPC waters. I will say social campaigns seem to be the losers in the marketing mix. We then have Brett Bodoski replying to question one, saying I'm certainly varied by industry on my end. When COVID first hit, clients were uh, when COVID first hit, clients were having issues left and right. Ecom clients couldn't keep products in stock and had supply chain issues. Anastasia replies saying in the beginning, clients were slashing budgets left and right. Now brands are investing more in digital, regardless of the industry, retail, healthcare, etc. Besides investing more in ads, they are improving proving their digital presence, which helps my performance. Green Road replies to question one, saying all industry were affected. 
Differently, the biggest factor was how quickly companies were able to adjust and implement new processes. Some companies completely went out of business while others thrived under the, uh, during the pandemic. We saw both and new companies formed. Um, and yeah, we've got um, then Dave Galiguez replying to question one saying, I'm in the healthcare space. So yeah, pauses on optional or non-critical procedures early on in the pandemic, returning to more normal levels, but there's still a backlog for certain things. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question one saying, as most of my accounts at Ecom, we saw a lot of accounts getting a lift from COVID or remain pretty stable from the demand side. However, some businesses had supply issues and others had COVID outbreaks that halted shipping. This made us all pull back spend. Um, and then, yeah, Julie Krixik takes us on to question two because it gets into, we, we get we have several questions here and loads of people actually get involved in this conversation, which is really great. Um, and question two is, how has your business, agency, consultancy or freelance or in-house been impacted by COVID? Um, before we get into that, though, we've got uh, Matt Barber replying to question um, one, saying accounts related to home stuff, landscaping, pools, furniture did or are doing great. Everyone else, especially cars, sales are having a rough time. Um, Robert Brady replies to question two saying, I've had more business than I can take on, had to turn down a lot of opportunities since my current clients were doing so well. It's been a great blessing. Um, and then we've got, um, yeah, I mean, Cabra replied to question one as well, saying for the most part, performance for most of our accounts improved. It's been a little weird because we've been having issues with health or wellness clients. And then we have Gil Goldner replying to question two saying, Disco Sloth? Disco Sloth has been very lucky as we're e-com focused and have a solid ongoing retainer base. So very little of our clients were affected by lockdown orders. Our revenue is up 32% year on year in 2021 and was up 13% in 2020. Those are some good numbers. Well done, girl. Sonica replies to a question one saying, it certainly varies by industry. Education and travel had some major dips in performance. Home improvement and DIY spiked and saw improvement. I was so impressed with how many how my clients adapted their products to fit the times though yeah anyone that just made um made the most of online presence really took advantage of um well i say take advantage of the situation is a weird way of saying it but saw an opportunity in um the change in situation which which is great um Nava hopkins replies to question two saying transitioning to remote work as the rule versus the exception has made work-life balance tough. Workaholism is real and there's been no shortage of work. Dwayne Brown replies to question one saying all of them are mostly positive as clients were selling items people wanted. A few SaaS clients shut down spend and a few e-com struggles. Things got more competitive last year online. Um, yeah, in my talk that I had uh, with the marketing meetup this morning, that was one of my main things that I mentioned that paid search is competitive. Just Don't just going there with small budgets be ready to be you know to actually give it it's your all and have cpcs go up and down um and yeah in time because there's a lot of competition out there for your products um, Steve Gibson replies to question two saying, I went from being uh, SE to being an employee. Um, <laughs> I feel that that's like more of like a contractor kind of position to being an employee, though one could argue how much of that was COVID related and how much of it was just that the right opportunity came along. Yes, I feel similarly. That's why I've changed and switched from contracting back into full time role. 
And Gil also then responds to Sonica, where Sonica had, uh, in response to question one, said, um, it certainly varies by industry, education and travel, had some major dips in performance, home improvement and DIY spiked and saw improvements. Gil replied, yeah, we saw the same in travel, unfortunately, but education actually did pretty well once they adapted to online or started holding in-person classes again. So yeah, education definitely had to shift what they were doing um, as well and how they were doing things. Dwayne, Dwayne Brown replies to question two saying, all positive beyond the challenges of hiring and growing, doubled revenue year over year, and who knows what this year will be. FYI, we are hiring. So yeah, the guys at um, Takes Some Risk, is it? Yeah, Takes from, take some Risk by uh, that is headed by uh, Dwayne Brown are doing amazing work. And um, yeah, they are hiring. So Look out for that if you're looking for a role. Dwayne continues his answer to question two, saying, I will also say I have never worked harder in my life than in 2020, long hours and six-day weeks to make sure each client come out the other side and grew. We got extremely lucky as an agency and no one on our team takes that for granted. Amazing. Um, so yeah, everybody's doing well in that area, which is really great. Julie replies to question two saying, I now share my office with my second grader and a puppy. So that's been an adjustment, figuring out the right level of work with all the other things on the plate took some time. Dave replies to question two saying, our in-house team had a hard pivot from appointment campaigns, as mentioned before, to COVID educational campaigns um, where I needed a lot of messaging to triage people to the right place. Agvilla replies to question one saying they have supply chain issues, changing business models to drive more business and develop new products with people being more homebound over the last year. Grateful their appetite for testing remained. Sean Ellie replies to question two saying remote work. For me personally, that meant a lot more work, a lot less fun, more difficult to perform management tasks for the team. Some people love the remote stuff, but it's not for me. Yeah, I feel I do understand people needing to be around other people. As I said, I'm going to probably need to go into co-working spaces <laughs> um, very soon. Um, Anastasia replies to question one saying the real in, uh, estate industry, the real estate industry was impacted with a slowdown in Q1. But then we saw exponential growth because of people moving, looking for larger space. And now we are experiencing in a shortage um, in a shortage in supply. John Kagan replies to question two saying it is agency life, never overly positive, never overly negative. Yeah, it's all one way or the other. It's never really one way or the other. Um, and when... Um, Amit Cabra had responded to Naba. Amit had said, we've noticed the same thing with social ads for the wellness clients I was talking about in my first answer. To be honest, I'm a little shocked by it because I really did think that social would outperform paid search. Naba replies, meanwhile, video and display be like, and basically taking it, <laughs> a little child, taking like an amazing portion of food on from a plate. So yeah, paid social seems to be doing really well. Um, Amit Cabra then replies to question two um, as well, saying we basically doubled our business in team in a year. So COVID in this case was a blessing. It helped a lot of businesses starting to realize that they needed to be online. Julie replies to question. Th uh, Julie then gives us question three even um, and goes then what has surprised you the most relative to COVID impacts over the last year in PPC? Um, but before we get into those um, answers, Amalia replies to question two saying we've definitely built stronger client relationships on a personal note while watching other agencies in town lay off 20 or 30 percent of their staff. I'm incredibly glad and grateful that my team stayed paid and intact all year. 
that's a good thing to be able to to say to say that you kept all your team members um during the year i don't know many other companies that did um dave also continues his answer to question two saying our team was already multi-office which with most meetings held online so while going remote was an adjustment it didn't slow us much at all just more kids and pets photobombing <laughs> meetings yes loads of that <laughs> this last year and a bit and then we have Agvilla replying to question two saying it ended up being a great year, hired a content marketer, writer, saw an influx in um, consulting clients and brought on more brands to work with, grateful for the outcome of an uncertain year. Then we have Sam replying to question two saying it's been an adventure. We definitely saw some hits in Q2, lots of event plus hospitality clients, but we picked up a bunch of DTC, so director clients um, and B2B on commerce clients, see no E <laughs> later in this year. Um, this year, so we're back to hiring. So yeah, he's in they got some commerce clients, not E commerce just commerce clients um steve gibson replies to question three saying i've been enormously impressed by the resilience of many business owners who were really um, who really got screwed by lockdown while getting very little help from the government their willingness to keep going despite that is admirable and yeah in terms of question three it's almost like in the same vein of like what i was really impressed a surprised though in terms of what happened in terms of impacts of COVID is that the way we as an industry we are the online community really banded together maybe more than ever as a community um, and I just feel that there's more outspokenness about you know the issues that we're having you know in terms of like we Google and Facebook and stuff like that um, and successes and most importantly the support and the responses that you get from your good news um, is that just has been outpouring is just really great and I was like oh is that just me <laughs> yeah well i did there was there's a few likes on that tweet so i feel it's not just me and that's experienced that which is fantastic to um to know snap tech marketing as well replies to question two saying the biggest shift was going fully remote which we still are we were lucky that we were set up for remote work before it became mandatory all things considered it was a smooth transition i think some of the team wouldn't mind working from home <laughs> forever um anastasia replies to question two saying thankfully we kept most of our clients in terms of work from home it was hard to work from a shoebox new york city apartment but we found our way um Nava hopkins replies to question three saying the timing of changes by the ad networks last year and this year feel like a roller coaster of profit and panic i think if we had more stability in data we'd be able to enjoy the success that many were able to harvest out of 2020 gil gildner replies to question three saying i'm actually surprised cpc did not increase as much i suspected it would especially in competitive e-com niches amalia fowler replies um, to question three as well seeing the varied impact from businesses some of our smaller clients who i thought would go under pivoted and created amazing new things the human resiliency and what that created also how some clients who could have been successful opted not to try something new yeah some people will just dig their heels into what they know and just be like well that's it i'm out well if you're not prepared for change yeah there's not much you can do about that Sonica replies to question three saying, I was actually surprised at how quickly performance went back to normal. John Kagan replies to question three saying, how many clients were willing to give up branding efforts to reallocate to, um, to DR? 
direct response as a way to survive. Sean Ellie replies to question three saying, um, not sure it's surprising, but Google and other platforms made a lot of huge changes while we were also trying to deal with COVID changes and life changes. Yeah, I feel that that was just totally unfair with especially changes to the BMM. <laughs> that was my most upsetting one. Um, yeah, it would have been nice if maybe they delayed some of those changes to let us catch our breath. Yeah, seconded very much so. Um, and Nava Hopkins um, continues to answer to question three, where she had first said the time is of changes by the ad networks last year and this year felt like a roller coaster of profit and panic. I think if we had more stability in data, we'd be able to enjoy the success that many were able to harvest out of 2020. The added unknown factors shook a lot of rock star practitioners, which in turn led to some performance lapses and room for new channels to emerge as safe bets where they'd previously been considered niches. And in response to um, Steve Gibson's answer to question three, where he had said, I've been enormously impressed by the resilience of many businesses, business owners who really got screwed by lockdown. Gil replies saying, you can say that again. We saw a lot of small business clients work really hard to find ways to not only survive, but thrive through some really difficult mandated closures. Um, so yeah, do you guys, have you guys experienced that too? Are, are there any particular businesses that really impressed you during the COVID times? It'd be great to hear about some of those brands. Um, Dave Gilleguez then replies to our question three saying, huge spike in telehealth searches earlier on, but I was surprised how fast it tailed off. Still higher than pre-pandemic probably, but I would have expected higher higher demand to last longer. Sam replies to question three saying, I would say two things, the sheer incompetence of some agencies to adapt, i.e. using the same strategies as before COVID, no changes to campaigns, despite craziness, etc. And two, the resilience and ingenuity of other marketers who cared about their clients. Um, and then he continues, I, re I realize that sounds harsh, but it's true. There are a bunch of agencies out there, large and small, who just didn't give a damn. No adaptation, and that sucks because it hurts the entire industry. But on the flip side, I've loved seeing how many people in this community are doing everything they can, asking for help, racking their brains to figure out how to get results for clients in an uncertain world because they give a damn. And yeah, that was pretty much what my answer to, um, I think, question two, question three um, has been, yeah, the way we've really banded together and being outspoken about our issues. Um, Gil replies to that saying, yeah, good, good answer. I think pretty much all the clients of our number one agencies shifted over to our number two agencies, which is why we saw some agencies closing down and other agencies having knockout years. Yeah. People were not taking, um, you know, laziness in shifting strategy due to COVID, you know, anymore. Businesses were like, yeah, there's some companies who are, some agencies out there who are really pushing, you know, pushing the, the, the boundaries of, of driving good strategies because of the changes in the, in the markets. You need to respond to that. If you're not going to respond to that, you are going to lose clients. So yeah, be careful of uh, that. And then we have SnapTech Marketing replying to question three saying, what surprised us the most was the varying impact on CPC. What continues to, to, to surprise us in some auctions last year where Amazon was dominating, they still haven't fully returned, although we are bracing those clients for the day they do. Yeah, Amazon definitely will be back. <laughs> 
And then we have Julie Bicini herself replying to question three, saying this should not surprise me, but platforms using COVID as an excuse for even worse customer service and support after a few months in. Seriously, the digital ad biz is booming, but some efforts into support, especially with so many advertisers. Um, yeah, we've got Brad Vodosky as well replying to question three, saying exactly what Sonica Chandra replied to um, and what, what Sonica Chandra replied. Um, I'm surprised by how fast things not going back how fast things are not going back to normal um, i was also surprised by how quickly optimizer put together that covid19 ppc analysis tool it was super useful so oh yeah optimizer so that's optmyzr they are, have released a covid19 ppc analysis tool so get on that if you still need to be doing that analysis um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Green Rope replying to question three, going, what surprised us the most is the way companies were able to quickly adapt, but also the companies who had an unwillingness, unwillingness to adapt quickly or learn. Yes, yeah, someone has responded <laughs> in that vein as well. Um, and then we've got Julie Bicini then going on to question four, saying, how do you think PPC and your accounts will be impacted as we begin to emerge from the full pandemic phase of COVID and Australian jumping with my answer saying that I'm definitely seeing, um, expecting to see a lot of growth and people putting more funds into paid media ads, especially the travel industry. We are still about to see a boom, I imagine, in spend and adverts from all the um, airline companies. Um, and I was just thinking, I was just saying, I added to that answer saying, I just hope it's done intu intuitively, even instead of um, just the, oh, people are out again and our competitors have raised their funds, so let's just do the same. I'm like, do it strategically. Make sure it makes it makes sense as part of your full uh, marketing mix. Um, and in reply to question three, we've got Dwayne Brown saying that some said the slowdown would happen. We are not seeing that, at least for our client mix. Yeah, they've got a great client mix. Maybe some of these habits built over the last year will stick. Flip side, some people are just stupid AF, wouldn't believe science and what is right in their face. No words. Um, and he continues saying this last year really exasperated situations and you saw things people hit below the surface. Even a year in, it's like some people just have not been paying attention. Um, and then we've got, um, yeah, Anastasia replying to question three saying it surprised me how much it actually brought us together, clients, co-workers, community. Yep, my thoughts exactly. Amalia Fowler replies to question four saying this can go so many ways. Regions are really rolling out normalcy um, at different times. Some of my companies are in locations that are massively affected still, but serving populations that are almost back to where things were. I think it will be interesting. Gil replies to question four forcing i think at this point it has more to do with the state of the larger economy and how much helicopter money will be dropped i think a lot of the lockdown era problems have been priced into the market already so who knows sonica replies to question forcing again i think this depends on the industry i see the travel industry skyrocketing in the next few months retail and diy may slow down a bit as life reopens just speculation Oh, I don't know. I don't think retail will keep, you know, being online. I don't know whether I am comfortable with going into a store and trying on clothes that has been tried on by somebody else that may have had have had the COVID, may have had some symptoms anymore. <laughs> so yeah, online shopping is really going to be the only way for me. But yeah, in terms of DIY, for me, that didn't really stop in terms of it. That never went online for me. 
Um, I guess maybe buying some stuff. I I do click and collect um, with a lot of my DIY stuff. Anyway, moving on. John Kagan replies to question four saying, honestly, I don't think negatively. I think pricing will slow down as we migrate back to heavier mobile side as desktop has had its glory in the sun for a few. Um, then we've got Sam replying to question four and it's a part one of five here. So... Yeah, hold your chairs. So I'm thinking there are probably four primary axes this revolves on and where you'll see material shifts in campaign performance. In my opinion, smart marketers will be figuring out how to adjust audience plus creative splits to these now. Um, the first is political, oh yay, controversy. <laughs> We've seen a significant fragment deny logic, reason plus science um, for over a year to think that they'll suddenly flip a switch when it comes to products or services seems far-fetched. Um, he continues, the second is related regional plus geographic. I'm especially interested in vaccination rates by region because I think that's a good barometer for how susceptible that area will be to future variants plus outbreaks. More outbreaks equals more volatility in demand. And he continues, the third is economic. We've seen markedly different buying behaviors from top 10% HHI target audiences versus low 50% HHIs throw in that higher income audiences and I think that HHI has to do with higher income high high income income anyway throw in that high income audiences tend to be more educated uh, throwing in that higher income audiences tend to be more educated more resilient to change and more adaptable continuing on he goes the fourth one is risk risk tolerance which is harder to gauge though I'm thinking ad adoption of things like meme crypto plus stocks nfts etc is a good barometer because those audiences might check the other boxes but when the crash comes and it's coming they're getting hit um, and finally he goes but until then those individuals who skew younger are likely golden geese for brands that can appeal to their desire for prestige status plus novelty meme culture is here to stay so if you know if so you have to know how to identify plus message to that audience i love a meme meme Mali then goes to that. I retweeted before you finished your five tweets because I just knew it would be epic. Um, Sam replies, I try once in a while to make it worthwhile to follow. Got to balance out the flyers commentary with maybe helpful marketing advice. Lots of helpful marketing advice that Sam is always giving. And yes, this one does a, deserves a retweet as well. Um, and then Navajo Hopkins replies to question four saying, local PPC folks rejoice. In all seriousness, I think we're about to see huge spikes in aspirational industries, travel, fitness, etc., as well as enhancements to ad formats that revolve around building first party data sets. And then we have Amalia replying to question four saying, it's also going to be dependent on industry. We will continue to see supply chain issues for lumber, plastics, etc. Sean Nelly replies to question four saying, I don't expect there to be much impact on my clients. Maybe a slight dip for a week or two as there may be a push to buy in store. But I think people realized how good and easy buying online can be. Julie replies to question four saying, I'm very interested to see what will stick post pandemic and what will revert. Will people want to be anywhere but home or will they enjoy more time home and with family still? What will people want to purchase in person again 
versus online or curbside. I know Julie has definitely loved the whole curbside shopping, so I'm sure she's going to enjoy continuing on that track. Um, Snaptech Marketing replied to question 14, as big players ramp their budgets back up and platforms make changes that prioritize larger advertisers, it's likely to become even tougher for low volume or low budget clients. Combine the above with the cookie-less world we're entering, while things will ramp up, we'll always be able to see less um, we'll also be able to see less so yeah that's something that we have to remember that we'll be seeing less even though some companies will be doing a lot more Dave Galigues replies to question four saying we will throttle some campaigns where we have established backlogs due to the pandemic. Um, Amit replies to question four saying I think it will vary by industry, but my guess is that retailers are going to see a bit of a decline in online sales, whereas the tourism is going to be seen, is going to see explosive growth. Um, Dwayne Brown replies to question four saying with iOS 14 rolled out, so much is up in the air. If people keep buying online and minus a slower summer, which is normal, I think we will still see growth over last year. Buying online is better than some thought it would be. Um, Amalia replies to that saying that a lot for me depends on ease of return. I have a client wondering why their high price clothes don't sell. Their no return policies is probably a big part of it. Definitely a big part of it. Um, the Julie continues that saying women's clothing. How could you not allow returns? Exactly. Sizing is all over the place in women's clothing. I only order clothes or shoes online when I can easily return, especially if it's free. Um, and yeah, Dwayne replies to that saying that no returns best way to not sell what you have putting roadblocks up in front of your customers your competitors are not doing that kind so yeah that is the definitely big blocker in how you do things brett Badowski replies to question forcing some e-com clients that could keep products in stock during covid times thrived because demand went up um, as people were quarantining and not doing that in-person shopping people returning to in-person shopping could surely impact e-com clients and um, and also, Amalia replies um, in, uh, to uh, to question four, saying, "My favorite two words: it depends." And that's a, re a second reply to question four. Um, we've got Steve Gibson replying to question four, saying, "The emerging might be a lot less than most people expect, but alternatively, there could be a period of large scale socializing, good for society, but not good for online learning. Companies like the one I work for. Either way, it's short term." Greenrope replies to question four, saying. I think as the economy starts to open back up to full scale, we will see targeted campaigns for the businesses formed during the pandemic and for those companies looking to gain back what they lost. Um, Julie then goes on to question five, saying, what have you learned having gone through over a year of a once in a lifetime level event like COVID? Um, and my answer to that was expect the unexpected. Some companies that you thought would not thrive, thrive. Some people that you thought we would thrive, didn't thrive. Um, some went as expected. So events company didn't do too well. Travel companies didn't do too well. And they're going to come back hitting. And But it's like, I just feel like, just realize that, there will be, there's always a stage of recovery. It might go down for a bit, but once things, the market starts changing and things start opening up again, there's bigger opportunities. So, um, yeah, and I also say that that's a, it's a great time to stimulate outdoor ads or simulate outdoor ads online. I've seen some, you know, 
online ads of you know billboards that you've you've that we've seen um that you could see if you were out and about and i thought those were really interesting and, and really cool thought processes that have gone into that um mad barber replies to question four that um i think everyone is in for a good summer especially as i dive deeper into what into what some of the truly brilliant minds on marketing twitter have to say and keep learning from them marketing twitter or pbc chat guys um <laughs> in reply to question four um agvilla replies as, as well saying there might be a slight dip but with more brands getting online and ramping up their e-com efforts the wave this year will remain stronger over prior years also i think or hope yeah definitely hope for that as well and in response to um, a question four, where Steve Gibson had said the emerging might be a lot less than most expected, but alternative, there could be a period of large scaling socializing. Gil replies to that saying that we have a large client in online education and counterintuitively, they are seeing massive increases as soon as things are opening up. Texas and Florida are their largest markets. So fingers crossed for you. Um, Steve Gibson replies, my client will be fine. They're a growing company with great products. So their long-term trend is rocket um but there could be a little blip if everyone wants to just go out and socialize yeah i think there's going to be a little bit of that or people are just going to might just love the fact that they had a very good excuse to not socialize and just be have gotten used to that i feel a little bit i'm a little bit like that in that bucket <laughs> And then Nava's response to question five, I think, is amazing. And I think she get, really gets the quote of the week. And she goes, I'm more than my work and my clients, though I love them dearly, are not the beginning or end of my worth or happiness. Being able to gain that clarity gave me more efficiency because I wasn't tied up in the stress of letting folks down. Amazing. You, you know, we are not saving lives here. It's not about, you know, trying to stress about every single problem, but, you know, really prioritizing and knowing that our our time is also really important and really um, helps our mental health. Um, she can then continues, in terms of PPC-specific insights, account structure can no longer save bad creative ads or landing pages. Humans expect brands to be humans. Two, bidding strategies are inevitable and that's not always a bad thing. And then in response to question five, saying um, we've got SnapTech Marketing going that our team is really strong and adaptable and honestly awesome. We've definitely made the best out of a not so great situation. Um, and then, yeah, I cheekily wrote in, there, wrote in there saying, well, yeah, everyone could do with an Amalia failure on their team. And Amalia goes, shucks, and it's too early in the morning to be blushing like this. I think Amalia's been amazing work with her team and just... Um, in terms of teaching and doing training in the industry. I think she's doing amazing work there. Dwayne Brown replies to question five, saying our generation keeps getting once in a lifetime, 9-11, two recessions, pandemic. I'm already planning for the next one. We all should be really, because it will be here before the next decade. Um, yeah, I, I totally believe that as well. Sarah Steeman replies to question five, saying, um, personally, I have learned how much I love being home and the control it gives me over my life professionally. And with PPC, I have learned the social responsibility our industry can leverage. Look at me forgetting hashtagging. <laughs> when did she forget to hashtag? Um, yeah. 
Oh, you see, just didn't place it right at the top. Anyway, Amalia replies to question five saying, honestly, I don't know what I will fully, what I will fully appreciate the lessons until it's over. Um, I can tell you that I'm ridiculously grateful for this community and my online friends. I've certainly connected more this year and cried to Dwayne Brown more than what? What is she crying about? I wish she's all crying about PPC. Uh, Amalia then continues saying, I also have post, um, post-its on my desks now that says the most important part of your life have nothing to do with work because then because when work is all you're doing it's certainly all consuming shonelli replies to question five saying um, i learned a lot about people i think it tended to show some true colors that maybe people had hidden before i also learned a lot more about how i work best and how to set myself up for success julie replies to question five saying um there are always those who experience good fortune even when there is a massive hardship happening and that is okay needs shift during difficult times and some companies will be in position to meet those needs and will really thrive others will struggle Robert Brady replies to question five saying individual relationships still matter and I've missed face-to-face interactions. Me too. Dave replies to question five saying learned a lot cross-functionally. I have a ton of respect for our PR and operations teams. Crisis management is one thing, but it feels like hospitals and the like have been on alert 24-7 for over a year now. I get updated numbers twice a day. Huge team effort. Green replies to question five saying be prepared for the unexpected and when the unexpected happens buckle down and come up with a plan to quickly adjust do not be afraid to fail be afraid to not try i love that i think i'm gonna quote these guys do not be afraid to fail be afraid to not try. That's a take-home quote, definitely. Brad Badoska replies to question five saying, I've learned that I love remote work and can remain just as efficient at home as in the office. Eh, my, my TV is too close to me. Um, COVID has also further commented how important proper account structure is. I wouldn't have been able to make the rapid changes I needed to if it wasn't for a good structure. And as Horth replies to question five, saying um, something really refreshing, I realized that I could really work for anyone anywhere in the world and that a business can perfectly well function like that when that business is in digital marketing anyway. And then we have um, Judy giving us our second to last um, our question saying, um, are there things that have been going in or came into place over the last, uh, over these last 14 months that you'd like to see stick around? And I'm trying to see if I had um, a definite answer for this. And my answer, yeah, I remember this was in basically in response to what Sonica said. So her answer to question six was, I think the increase in empathy for the people we work with, clients, coworkers, random strangers on the internet was a very beautiful thing that came out of the last 14 months. I hope that stick, sticks around. Me too. I've met some amazing Twitter friends who I'm going to meet in real life at Brighton SEO because we became friends on Twitter and then we're now going to meet in real life. It's like pen pals, you know, that come to real life. And it's just amazing. And I was like, same here as well as more empathy from working from home situations. The daily grind of working, um, of going to work daily commute and work commute is draining and usually made me start the day in a bad mood, mostly, which is the main reason as to why I bought a motorbike to commute around London. Um, Amit Cabra replies to question five saying, I've also learned that although I can push myself to work and do more for our clients, I probably shouldn't. If I'm not good to myself, I'm not going to be good to 
my team or our clients. Kakwe Lims replies, the remarkable shift to e-commerce, but admittedly, that's selfish. Gil Gilner replies, I'm okay with all the public services, like my city, country, finally upgrading to online portals. They're always like 20 years behind. I hate going to the DMV. Sam replies to question six, saying, honestly, I think we've seen significant productivity gains as we've had team members working from home. There's a ton of research on this, but simply allowing people to be head down and focused without constant disruption is worth its weight in gold. From a client standpoint, we had a year when a decade happened from an online e-commerce online commerce standpoint. I say, hate saying e-commerce because it's all just commerce. I think it's stupid that brands silo it. The challenge is now integrating online and offline together. Um, I think it's the same argument of, um, especially what Mark Ritson says, um, who is like a professor and does like an, an amazing mini MBA course for the marketing week. Um, and it's the same way as he says that we should stop with the digital marketing. It's just all marketing. We just call it marketing and the whole distinction between digital and non-digital is not going to be this is going to be non-existent very soon anyway continuing with sam's answer he goes and i think there's something performance marketers are going to shoot me but number one um we and second article coming soon good things come from ios 14.5 that we might finally have the impetus um we need impetus we need for brands to start investing in mmms building good workflows. Also, as the amount of data we have changes, I think audience understanding becomes increasingly important. Building robust, detailed, well-researched personas becomes increasingly important. That's been clear through COVID. It's only getting more important. Um, and Namali replies to this saying, don't tell the people in my office, but I've learned I really don't like having office dogs. <laughs> Considering like she works for SnapTech Marketing and someone from SnapTech Marketing is... <laughs> It's tweeting on here. I think they're all going to find out now. <laughs> Amalia, that's hilarious. Sarah Steeman replies to question six saying, um, audience targeting, recognizing the customer journey that can be done vastly online with less offline and increasing CPCs are going to be here to stay. Um, Amalia continues with her answer to question six saying the sense of community and collaboration. Honestly, I would so like to see businesses continue to pay attention to and invest in in digital. Nava replies to question six and I know I mentioned the struggle with work-life balance but I really hope remote working stays. It enables a wider talent, wider talent pool and more efficient overhead costs for companies. Also I don't hate the content that's been coming out from Disney. Oh yes I, I basically steamrolled and, and binge watched all of the Star Wars movies, uh, the Clone Wars, Mandalorian. Oh my new favorite thing. I'm going to rewatch that. Um, and then we've got Dwayne Brown replying to question six saying brands realizing most big agencies are not the best. They can equal or even better work from smaller shops. Brands trying to run an efficient and effective business cut the fat that doesn't add value. Spend more time with people and offline when not buying. Engage with your community. Amazing. Um, Robert Brady replies to question six saying companies realizing that time in office does not equal to productivity. Really much so. If you're spending most of your time either at the coffee machine or outside smoking or just you know chatting with somebody for a long period of time or being delayed by by transport and getting in late to work and then being flustered for another hour and a bit that's not productive time let, let's just put it out there <laughs> so 
totally agree with that. Um, let individuals modify their schedules and get their work done on their terms, and that we spend us uh, and we speed up adoption of online adoption for many areas that were way behind. And Dave Gallegos replies to question six saying remote or hybrid options are likely to stay, but additional team buildings will be needed to keep everyone connected in lieu of serendipitous water cooler collisions and impromptu lunches. Um, Sarah continues to answer to question six and I hope audience gains relevances, uh, relevance and stay effective as well as the high CPC so much as quality moves with high CPCs. While I don't want to pay more, if paying more means less junk, I'm okay with it. Snaptech Marketing replies to question six saying not directly related to PPC, but reduced capacity in restaurants. So yeah, she'd like to see, see that stick around. And that's actually true because sometimes they just too many people in a restaurant and some places are just too packed. Um, Julie replies to question six saying on a personal level, I love curbside pickup, especially for groceries. Professionally, I hope increased flexibility sticks around, though it does not impact me directly as I am my own boss and have worked from home for over 20 years. Yeah, she must be used to it. Anders replied to question six saying virtual backgrounds, but more importantly, that people have come to understand that the value of social connections. And we have um, Amit Cabra replying to question six saying, I would say community, my bonds with people become became quite a bit stronger over this year. And I would like to see that continue. Same here. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of, yeah, we have Judy again asking question seven. Did we give, did I give question seven? Anyway, question seven is, which is our last question of the, of um, the day. Are there things that have been going in or came into place over the last 14 months that you'd like to see go away? Amit replies, um, the time that I spend on Twitter increased significantly, which meant that I was consuming a lot more information. So my mental health really took a massive hit. I would like to see my Twitter, Twitter usage go down. Um, I think it's particular about who we follow. My Twitter um, interaction, um, my Twitter usage has increased significantly, but for the better, because I'm very clear about what I follow. I use TweetDeck to kind of just, you know, tunnel vision as to which hashtags I look at and I'm interacting with. Um, so even like my general home channel, I'm not actually sure how much I actually even look at them. I'm mainly looking at people tweeting about PPC chat or marketing Twitter or sometimes chaos, <laughs> chaos Twitter, which is a hilarious one. Um, so I think it's really, really about being careful about what, how you're following and how you're following Twitter. I've interacted with Twitter a lot more and I have seen my mental health actually improve with that. And I've, I've uh, made some close uh, friends and um, done some amazing, you know, got some amazing uh, Twitter friends that I'm going to meet in real life, as I said earlier on. So I love it. Um, and there's reply to questions, replies to question seven saying, I think I used the word Zumbi <laughs> earlier today. Did I say more? No, he doesn't. Nava Hopkins replies to question seven saying, it feels like we live in a world of good and evil. Each side thinks they're good and the other side is evil. Humans are meant to exist in the gray and the sooner we can all work from the same set of data, the better search terms would be nice too. Yeah, we'll never stop asking for search terms back. Amali replies to question seven saying, can Google and Facebook just not for like six months, just not, just stop for like six months so, can we, so that we can all catch up? Yeah, 
loads of likes on that tweet. Um, I totally agree. Um, so Julie replies to question seven as well, saying not every call needs to include video. In fact, most really don't. I'd like to return to more phone calls rather than Zooms. Um, love my quick marketing team, but something I'm really getting used to is the fact that most of our meetings are just phone um, calls. Even though there, it's obviously it's um it's this company called Uber Conference that obviously it's like Zoom, so you can do vo- you know video and chat. But we're mostly just phone only, and on the few occasion we'll have a video call. <laughs> a video call. It's only like the amazing Kayla, who um who is the one of the, the one that brought me into the team. Um, that we have video chats. Everyone else is, is phone calls, which I get. Everyone's got Zoom fatigue, and I totally get that. But I'd like to see faces a bit more. And Nava, uh, I love that Nava agreed with me, saying that I actually like video calls. My ask is put it in an email unless we can solve the thing faster in a 15-minute call. So, yeah, short video calls, I don't mind. You know, absolutely fine. Sean Ellie says, this one was weird. We used to do client Zooms for every call without video before COVID. And then all of a sudden, everybody, everyone wanted to add video to their calls because they were not seeing people anymore. Oh, people should need to be patient with those who actually like video and faces. Sarah Steeman replies um, to question seven saying, I want to ambiguously describe... Um, I want to ambiguously describe theories on the cookie-less future to be over. Ambiguously described theories on the cookie-less future to be over. Just be clear already on how we will be impacted as advertisers. Facts. Shanelli replies to question 17. I may be in the minority on this one, but I can't wait to return to an office. I think flexibility is key because everyone works differently, but brainstorms without Zoom asking questions without slack meetings where people are engaged or make for better work in a team Dwayne brown replies to question seven saying white people and anyone else who is still acting like it's 2019 this shit is real and people are dying from the pandemic cops and the racist system that has been built take your head out of your ass and open your eyes and mind I go political and left field. Anyway, seriously, some of you good white people need to still sit down and spill that tea with the shitty white people because those shitty white people are not listening to us or the science. Well, yeah, when you've got a personal experience of that, you expect someone to you expect to talk um, talk like that in that way, which I definitely um, look forward to. Um, Amalia also put a lovely comment saying, all I want is to be fully vaccinated and in a conference room with you all again, very much so. So I'm very excited for Brighton SEO, where we're going to actually have in-person, there's going to be an in-person version in July. And I so can't wait. I'm very excited for that. So yeah, after all that amazing comments and, um, advice and, um, and thoughts, I, oh, I will give a few more from Stairs in reply to question seven. She said, I would like the anti-science and anti data fraction and hateful parts of society to fade as well won't we all especially even what's going on in israel and um against with like the israel and um, palestine conflict um dave galigwas replies um saying we all gained more time flex but it was definitely all hands on deck for an extended period of time the burnout is real not gonna lie 2020 beat me down pretty hard prioritizing more self-care in 2021 
Um, and yeah, I will leave it for that. I have given to thrown in a lot of answers there, a lot of advice, really great stuff. Um, yeah, I think in terms of taking care, I think the, I, I need to pay more attention to my house. Um, as I pretty much almost burnt my kitchen to a crisp by leaving, um, a pan that, uh, on a frying pan on the stove after, after I'd finished frying some spring rolls. Um, and yeah, once I, I started hearing a crackling sound and pity, but the pot had caught flames. Um, so I need to sort that out. I feel like I've lost adult points, um, based on that, <laughs> but thankfully all is well, nothing is fully burned down and nothing that is not recoverable. Just got to sink more money into fixing the house up again. Thankfully. Well, I don't know why thankfully that's the, the weird thing about being the landlord and being the person that pays the mortgage and not the rent. I'm the one that has to fix it. It's not no calling a landlord to come and fixing it. Anyway, after that little um, weird insight into my life, <laughs> I hope you've taken some uh, amazing, actual good takeaways from the bulk of this chat um, and found it very useful. If you want to chat about this topic, um, yeah, if you want to try to chat about this topic a bit more, listen to us to ta- chat about this topic a bit more. Join us on um, Twitter Spaces on Friday at 5 p.m. GMT. GMT, we'll, we'll get a lot more of us talking about our our opinions of what has happened um, over the past year and a bit. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe even give me some corrections on anything that I am, I have shared, do get in touch with me on my Twitter. My DMs are open. So yeah, just get me on um, my handle, the Marketing Anu. Or on LinkedIn, we have the um, the PVC chat roundup um, group on there and would love to um, add you on there. And I'm going to be doing some campaigns to get more people involved and get people chatting about their issues. The community is here on Twitter. It's also there on LinkedIn as well. We'd love to hear you, have you join and share your thoughts. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. <laughs>